Hi, friends. Welcome to Bible Time with Barb. I hope you're enjoying this podcast so far. I love getting to read a short passage of the Bible with you. And to be honest, I'm learning so much about some of the words and what Jesus' teachings meant right along with you. We're heading into some of the hardest part of Luke to read today in Luke 22, verses 47 through 71. Now, it's not because it's got big words or deep meaning, but because we're going to see how much Jesus was hurt emotionally and physically by all that was done to him. Now, remember we left off yesterday after Jesus had prayed and then asking his disciples why they had fallen asleep and not prayed with him. So, let's read on where Jesus is betrayed and arrested. But even as Jesus said this, a crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the twelve disciples. Judas walked over to Jesus to greet him with a kiss. But Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? That kiss on the cheek was the sign to let everyone know who to arrest. Judas used an act of love as a weapon. When the other disciples saw what was about to happen, they exclaimed, Lord, should we fight? We brought our swords. And one of them struck at the high priest's slave, slashing off his right ear. Now, John 18.10 tells us that that disciple was Peter. But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. See, the prophecies had to be fulfilled. God's plan of restoration or bringing us back together had to be accomplished. Sin had to be paid for. Then Jesus spoke to the leading priests, the captains of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him. Am I some dangerous revolutionary, he asked, that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there every day, but this is your moment, the time when the power of darkness reigns. Remember, Jesus had always been a man of peace and kindness, so for this huge group of people to come at night when no one else was around, to the place that Jesus and his disciples had been staying every night since they arrived in Jerusalem, well, it was devious, sneaky, and, in all honesty, unnecessary from the sense of expecting Jesus to not go willingly. Peter denies Jesus. So they arrested him and led him to the high priest's home. And Peter followed at a distance. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it. And Peter joined them there. A servant girl noticed him in the firelight and began staring at him. Finally, she said, This man was one of Jesus' followers. This was Peter's chance to keep his word to Jesus from the night of the Last Supper. But Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. But it turns out that Jesus was right, because we know that he always is. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, 
You must be one of them. No, man, I'm not, Peter retorted, or responded. Okay, that's a second time. Jesus said Peter would do this a total of three times. About an hour later, someone else insisted, This must be one of them, because he is a Galilean too. But Peter said, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. At that moment, the Lord, that's Jesus, turned and looked at Peter. Because remember, Peter and the guards weren't very far from where the group had taken Jesus. Suddenly, the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. And Peter left the courtyard, weeping bitterly. Can you imagine a time when you promised with all your heart that you'd do or not do something, and then you got caught breaking your promise? I know from my life that it is so very painful, and I can't imagine being Peter at that very moment. And how difficult it must have been for Jesus, too, to know that it would happen by one of his closest friends who even risked following him. But I promise you that Jesus had a plan. Luke doesn't include it, but you can read about it in John 21. The guards in charge of Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and said, Prophesy to us, who hit you that time? And they hurled all sorts of terrible insults at him. Let's remember that this was no arrest or trial of a dangerous man. And this mocking, or making fun of, and beating Jesus was actually illegal and cruel treatment of a good man whom they just didn't like. They treated the Son of God with pain rather than the praise and worship he deserves. Jesus before the council. At daybreak, all the elders of the people assembled, including the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. This group was called the Sanhedrin. Jesus was led before this high council and they said, Tell us, are you the Messiah? Now, in case you don't remember, these leaders had already said that Jesus' claim as the Messiah was false despite his numerous teachings and miracles. They would not believe that he was the Messiah, even if he did confess it. And if he asked them what they thought, they probably wouldn't answer because someone might see how wrong they were. But he replied, If I tell you, you won't believe me. And if I ask you a question, you won't answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated in the place of power at God's right hand. That's a reference to Psalm 110.1. They all shouted, So are you claiming to be the Son of God? He replied, You say that I am. Why do we need other witnesses, they said. We ourselves heard him say it. This was all the council needed to move forward with their plans. They thought they had evidence from Jesus' own lips to convict him of something so that he, they could be rid of him. 
Now, let's be honest. Jesus's bravery here is so impressive. He knew exactly what he was going to go through because of the many prophecies from the Old Testament. And still, he willingly did it anyway because he knew what the outcome was going to be. So I want you to remember this. Anytime you don't want to pray or go to church or read your Bible, Jesus did much harder things for you so that you can pray, you can read your Bible, and you can go to church. And all just because he wanted you to have that freedom. So let's pray now and thank God for this time. Dear God, you are stronger than anything and so faithful to us even when we struggle. Thank you for giving us Luke's writing so that we can learn so much about Jesus and what he did for us. Add your praise and your thanks and your prayer requests right now. God, please help us to remember to take our time and our day to talk to you in prayer and read your words in the Bible. We are so thankful that we have the freedom to do that so that we can grow closer to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend. So what stood out to you most today? Share that with a family member or a friend. And if you have questions about a word or the meaning of one of the stories, ask. Ask a parent, a friend, a church leader, or you know what? You could even ask Google or Siri because there are lots of great teachers out there that know a lot about the Bible. If you have a question or a comment for me, you can leave me a message on Spotify's website or email me at BibleTimeBarb at gmail.com. See you tomorrow.